Hi friends and welcome to the We Believe Podcast, a discussion program where we strike a balance between biblical truth and daily living. I'm your host, Captain Mike Harper, Corps Officer at the Salvation Army in Portland, Maine. Joining me in the studio today is Major Dr. Carl Carville, retired. We're going to have a really good conversation today on Psalm 119. Please bear in mind that the views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. After taking an interminable break from recording this program due to the worldwide pandemic of 2020, we're back in the studio recording through masked microphones and at great risk to our personal health so that we can bring biblical truth to you. We're back. All right, let's join this conversation already in progress. Today's episode is entitled, COVID-19 Ain't Got Nothing on Psalm 119. Well, hey, Major, welcome. Good morning, Mike. Good to see you, glad you're back. And um, this has been a long hiatus. Uh, The last episode we recorded was back in February of 2020 and uh, then the pandemic hit and now we are in uh, late August and so we're starting back up again but these these last few months have been some days Uh, personally they've been uh, some days with great ministry opportunities Um, in in Manchester New Hampshire where we were last uh, we were able to work with our team provide everyday dinner a hot dinner to the homeless population the city soup kitchen closed down and there was no other alternative so uh, the Salvation Army was able to step in the gap and provide a hot meal for three months every night Mm -hmm. and uh, that was just great doing that because we were doing what was needed in the moment of a very tr- in the moments of a very trying time, uh, of course. Then another part of a trying time that happened, we were moved, so we were transferred. So now uh, this podcast is coming live from Portland, Maine, and uh, where I can see the back bay here in Portland from my office window. And whenever I need to think good thoughts, I just stare out at that blue expanse, and my mind is reset in a positive way. So. Um, but these are days that I've noticed uh, have really jarred my faith. Um, not just with related to the pandemic, but there's all sorts of political unrest and social upheaval. Uh, never in my lifetime that I recall uh, has there just been so much going on that could really try your faith. Of course, I was a small child in the 60s. 
I know the uh, 60s were quite turbulent and, and maybe every generation has had their full dose of misery and, and complexity to have to deal with. But uh, what about you? Have you ever seen anything like these days in your lifetime? No, I, I suppose, no, I don't go back that far, but the, the time of, around the Great Depression in my lifetime, the, the closest thing I remember was the Kennedy ass, uh, assassination, mm. and that, that threw us into tremendous turmoil. We'd gotten over the, the so-called Cuban Missile Crisis, but never a, a, a sort of satanic blitzkrieg that was so obvious as we've experienced in the, mm. in the last months. But the nation, I think, has been in a, a turmoil for some, for some time, and... Uh, some things is ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys, and I, I think the, the, the last 10 years have been troubling times, and uh, um, it's, so, it's so clear and blatant and, and loud, if you will, mm -hmm. that at the moment we, we can't ignore it. So, no, these are, these are truly turbulent times at the risk of cliché. And it feels like politically and socially, the gloves have come off. You know, there, there no longer seems to be any rules of parlance, uh, the rules of order. It's like anything goes. Um, the, the advent uh, of the use of a computer and social media has led to people being far more courageous with comments and cruel with comments that when I was a younger man would have got you punched in the face <laughs> for saying. But now you can say things without impunity and you can attack people and be vitriolic and really hurtful and cruel. And that doesn't help. There's no sense of decency and order out there in the discourse. And I guess because of all that, maybe it's also led to the place where we no longer can discuss things as a society it seems like there's this detente between one position and the other and there's just no um, discourse to try to come together there's just this side and this side and you just keep butting your heads or your opinions against one another with no uh, with no movement and so um, my faith has been jarred uh, I keep having to not that it's been weakened. Uh, if anything, I, I feel more strongly committed that there's a God and in my relationship with him, I'm more committed to. But I've had this constant reassessment of if God is this, then things have to be like this. And so every time something new happens or we seem to slip further and further toward the edge of the abyss, I have to reassess, okay, God, what, what now, what now, what now, in light of your word? And it's it's been disturbing to me. I feel almost as if America's plunging into our own form of Babylon, that we're going into captivity because of all of our idolatry, the things that we've you know, chosen over time, and that maybe what we're headed into is a time of God's judgment, and we're going to be there for a long time. There's not going to be an instant fix. And maybe it's just what we need, uh, God's people need. And um, I, I, I know that God told 
the Israelites in Jeremiah, he said, you're going to go into captivity and it's for your sins. But, and you're going to be there for 70 years, so don't fight against it. Go ahead and have your kids. Generation will die off and another generation will come. Start businesses, be good citizens, buy property, because you're going to be there for a while. And, and what it took was a whole generation or so dying off so that a new generation could come up that had only heard stories of what it had been like to live back in the land. And they began to long for it. And so that maybe they would appreciate it more than the previous generation that it had kind of taken things for granted. And so, you know, America might be headed into that. But so I'm looking for comfort from God's word and I'm looking for contextualization of our times. A biblical context so that I can try to make sense out of it as much as I can. And I happen to find peace from COVID-19 in Psalm 119. And that's why I wanted to talk about that today with you, uh, Major. Um, probably the key verse that spoke to me, and we'll just kind of glance through this and take, you know, on a survey journey through this book. But the one verse that really got me going was verse 160. And um, it's, it's where the writer said, and I'm reading from a New King James translation, the entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Because I felt like things in our society and in our world are, have been slipping, almost constant, almost in a free fall, I've wondered, God, how can this be true if this is happening? How can your word still speak and be the truth and the arbiter of all things in my life if this is happening? You know, it doesn't, it seems to be at odds with your word. But I'm reassured that the entirety of your word is truth. So we don't, we don't reach a point when society is going awry, where we say God's word is no longer valid, it's no longer operative, it's no longer true, what we have to do instead is reinterpret the times that we're going through through God's word. You know what I'm saying? It is, as, as I've pondered and mused on this a little bit over the last several days, uh, a couple things come to mind in terms of contextualization. I'm yes. was not sure if, uh, and shame, shame on me, but I'm not sure if this is a Psalm of David, but I think of, of his, his life in times of ones of, of constant turmoil. Uh, you know, we like to sing only the only a little boy David, only a babbling <laughs> brook. But these were days of city-states always fighting with each other. And, and in, in point of fact, the, the tribes and, and so forth in that region are still fighting with each other. Uh, and, 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 not just, and not just arguments, but uh, death blows. Uh, and, and, and David's uh, hands were, were covered with blood as he was famous or infamous for, for hands-on 
man-to-man fighting and bludgeoning and all this kind of thing, and that's, he was a true warrior and always uh, never really resolving with the, the Philistines and this kind of thing, but somehow emerging out of that, God used him to, to create a political entity of the nation of, of Israel, uh, which was the, creating an entity was God's design and desire, but uh, I'm not sure that how it ended up getting there was entirely God's uh, <laughs> process and he had in mind initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think of that, that sort of co- constant upheaval, uh, and not just Saul throwing uh, a spear at, at him or, or Absalom uh, wanting to, to his father's death so he could take over the kingdom and um, save, save by uh, his hair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, 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 this is certainly nothing new under the sun. I think of these days, and, and I guess as preliminarily as I think about what's going on now, but in a broader picture of American and world history, I wonder if uh, this COVID business uh, isn't perhaps, if we want to see it that way, a little peek into the parousia uh, when, you, when you think of the writer of Revelation and, and mm-hmm. even Daniel and what the days and times are going to be like uh, as as we're starting to approach the end, um, I suppose I would subtitle my thought as, uh, as uh, the already and not yet. Mm. But uh, it, as you just said, and, and David, thinking of the constant turmoil, uh, or whoever wrote this uh, musing over the, the constant turmoil, verses 89 to 96 uh, really speak to me. It's a, it's a little more than a one sentence. 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Mm. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. By your appointment they stand this day, for all things are your servants. That sounds funny, but it's true. <coughs> If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, Mm -hmm. save me. For I have sought your precepts, the wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. So, if we serve a sovereign God, mm-hmm. who we've called by many names, from uh, uh, Elohim to, to Jehovah Jireh and, and, and so forth, God reigns supreme. Mm. We can mistake, if we're not careful, his, his forbearance uh, with his... Uh, Foregoing his his regency, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Uh, he he remains who he is, and true to himself. And uh, when we look at at the times, there is a human propensity towards wanting to to control and tell God what His will is and His way is. Mm-hmm. 
and sometimes I think he allows certain things that seem awful to us on the surface um, just to remind us that he is, he is sovereign. Mm. Uh, but in his sovereignty, as, as, as David says, he is he's faithful. And by experience, we know him as, as merciful and loving and caring. And at the end of the day, we're still here. Mm. Or for those who are Christ followers, if we should be killed by corona or some other virus or, mm -hmm. or, or, or even uh, tourists out of control on the highways, <laughs> as we experience up here in Maine. Uh, God still is in control, and so even if we die, uh, we go to a place prepared for 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 us. Mm. But uh, the the writer of the, the of, of this psalm reminds us uh, with the words firmly fixed in the heavens reminds us that there's there's a level above us. Mm. Isaiah reminds us that your ways. Are, are higher than our ways and you're thinking above ours and so these are, are days to take great comfort in the fact that God is constant he, what he's established is absolute and at the mm -hmm. same time um, there is a p possibility for these days to be incubators of revival mm -hmm. revival doesn't come when everything is good and healthy. William Booth uh, uh, didn't go to the church to, to preach his message. <laughs> he would go to inform them <laughs> of mm -hmm. what he was doing. But he went to the blind beggar, went to the bar, in the, in the brothel, in the street. Uh, and, and that's where he, he put his drum down and, and people mm -hmm. came and knelt and were changed. It, it wasn't in a, a pristine setting of, of some hallowed hall. Right. Uh, it, it was uh, in the open sewers of the East End of London. Mm. And so perhaps in these days when uh, there's this, all of this energy swirling around that's impossible to understand and it feels like those in authority are doing nothing to help us make sense of it, there still is God. Yes. And he's sovereign. Uh, and and he has promised it to do a work. So perhaps these ought to be times when we look for revival mm -hmm. uh, internally first. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't say it glibly. I am having not to personalize this too much, but uh, I'm processing the death of of my wife, which wasn't planned. I know. I know. Uh, but. Um, I find great, great comfort in uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, who, who himself had to process a, mm. what he would consider the premature death of his wife. Uh, and that, at the end of the day, uh, he, he discovered that, that God is, is sovereign, he's merciful, mm. he's love, uh, and uh, all this happens within the context and scope of, of his will. Uh, and again, reminds me of, uh, I think, uh, Jeremiah's words, uh, I have a plan for you, yeah. to prosper, not to be harmed. Right. So these days of turmoil and struggle and maelstrom can be days 
uh, of a personal revival and a reminder of who's really in charge of everything. Right. I guess all the insane rhetoric that we hear from every quarter <laughs> is a reminder that we don't really know what, what, what's going on, but we know who does and yes. who's in true control. I like, I like what you said, um, where God's word is firmly planted in heaven. And, and there is this lasting and enduring continuity that, that goes on there and will continue. And uh, up there, God has seen it all. He's seen it. I have a small confession to make. Um, over the summer, my wife and I, we had to prepare over a period of about six weeks to move. We were being transferred from New Hampshire up here to Portland, Maine. That's a very stressful time. And um, I have to uh, confess that I, I, under that stress of moving, then the added stress of the pandemic, and then additional stress of all the unrest and political upheaval and starting to feel like I can't get, there's no one out here telling us the truth. Um, my Bible reading almost stopped. Um, I still, you know, prepared sermons as I had to and all of that, but my, my own personal devotional reading just almost stopped. And um, I felt my heart beginning to just wax colder. And it's only been recently, and I think it was uh, now that we're settled and uh, I, I, I found this Bible that I'm working my way through. I had other Bibles available, but my Bible that I use every morning, I finally unpacked it. And um, I opened up to Psalm 119. That's, that's where I came. That was the next place to read. And um, I'm just reminded that this Psalm helped me see God's word is what helps us steer a course through the world as we live in it, right? It keeps me tethered, I'm anchored to it. Keeps me from just flying off into the atmosphere or the centrifuge, it keeps me grounded. And um, the propensity when you're riding a bike down a bumpy road, you know, I, I, I I've taken my hands off the handlebars, stopped reading my Bible. And that's a very foolish thing to do when you're riding down a bumpy road. You need to hold more tightly to the steering. And so I'm reminded in this song, uh, verse 104, through your precepts I get understanding. I know, O Lord, verse 75, that your judgments are right and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. You know, there's so many places in this psalm that just remind me that God's got this. I, there's so many things we could spend our time talking about, whether or not we should be obeying and wearing a mask out in public or, or uh, you know, who are we going to vote for in this election. I, I'm telling you, there's nobody good out there to vote for. Um, 
what should we be doing about all the protests? Should we be going out? Should we be more vocal on our social media? There's so much that just assaults my mind. But I'll tell you the one thing that is necessary to have any bit of peace as we navigate through this tricky time and have so many decisions to make is that unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I need God now more than anything. And I'm sorry to say that I kind of unconsciously had let go of my tether, God's word, for about six weeks. And I, I paid a price for it with a lack of peace. I was more and more confused every day. I finally stopped watching the news. I, I haven't watched the news since. And I feel like I've been better off. But um, I should never shut off the good news. I need a steady diet of that to stay grounded in this time. Well, he also writes, <laughs> and there's an old, 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 old Sunday school chorus that, that picks up on it. Thy word have I hid in my heart, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin, that I might not sin against thee. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an oldie, but... Makes I, it personal. <laughs> You know, and and all of this when he refers to the law, uh, when you think about uh, particularly the the book of Leviticus, it it really talks about uh, relationships with with God, with nature, with people. Mm-hmm. So when when we're in a, a quandary as as we are at the moment and how to react to what seems to be foisted on all mm-hmm. of us, the, the best contextualization is, again, to go back to the old wells, so to speak, yeah. uh, and take our, our cue for, for uh, how we ought to re- respond to the world around us. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're, we it, it's to some degrees, we are shaped by our culture, but uh, because we have God's word, because we have a witness of the saints, and because we have uh, the redemption of Jesus and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, we're in a position to reset the culture uh, in the context of, of where we are planted. The, mm-hmm. the old army phrase that says, bloom where you're planted. Well, there's, yeah. uh, there's a certain um, importance to that, but more importantly, to 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 relate based on on God's word. So it's not so much about a um, a plan of how to fight the pandemics or what's the correct m- mask to wear or not wear or or what political faction to support. But it has more to do with uh, that law about which the psalmist writes being reflected. Uh, on our outside as well as on our inside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, this psalm really, really just gave me a sense of peace and reinvigorated my love and hunger for God's word. Uh, Verse 49, and we can close with this. 
the psalmist says, Remember your word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. And that really just brings it all back around. If it wasn't for God's word, the Bible, uh, I wouldn't be here today. I, I, I remember when I first became a born-again Christian, I was 22 years old, and my older brother had been sharing the gospel with me and for a long time, and I, I was resistant, and he finally just gave me a Bible and said, here, read it for yourself. And uh, I decided to take him up on it because I wanted to just, I was daring God to save me. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and that word got a hold of me, and it's never let me go. I've let it go, but it's never released me from its grip. And so remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. I've been hoping on this word for the last 30 plus years. And I've been leaning hard on it. And the last few months, I didn't. And as I didn't, there also happened to be a lot of other things going on at the same time that caused me, that 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 make me realize now I needed God's word more than I ever did. And um, it is my comfort in my affliction. It's not a chore to be around. It gives me peace. It gives me knowledge of the holy, of God. And it gives me the strength I need to face the day, the days that we're living in, so that I can go out there in whatever role I have to play in this world out here, I'm going to be led to that role through my reading and understanding of his word. And so that's just a great reminder. In Psalm 119, especially during the days of COVID-19, are uh, the words from this psalm are what can make your heart hot again and fill it with the peace that's needed. Final word. I I really love that business of hope and life that we just read in 49 and 50. Yes. We have a God's hope. We recognize that we have affliction. Mm. Um, your promise gives me life. Amen. Uh, you could relate it to the context. I relate it to, to, to my grief uh, in, in, in missing my my mm. wife yeah. uh, but I, I, I know uh, that this whole business causes me in, in, in my personal situation to reflect on her as how marvelous he took a broken vessel and made it into a whole perfected recreation. Yeah. And it occurs to me that as we listen to his word a little bit at a time, even we, we back off and it keeps calling us back and calling us back, that is the Holy Spirit uses his word to, to reshape, to mold, and to, to make us into a perfect example of his recreation. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, 
this this beautiful work of art, this Psalm 119, uh, ought to give us hope. And it's not just hope, but it's because God promises to give life, mm. uh, and because uh, that life comes through the law. And 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 uh, perhaps you could even meld the word grace with that law because mm. that that's that's a purveyor of God's grace. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, thank you, Major. This has been a, a good discussion and um, one I needed. And uh, I just pray that as we continue to live out that you'll remain safe. I know um, you recently lost your wife and she's in a good place now. And uh, But we miss her. I loved her very much. And so I, I, I'm glad you... you you found C.S. Lewis and that uh, great book that he wrote, A Grief Observed, that helped me through a very trying time one time as well. And so uh, it's funny how C.S. Lewis was obedient all those years ago to write what was laid on his heart, and it's been helping people ever since. And uh, so that's, that's wonderful. All right, well, God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Mike. All right. Bye-bye, folks. Well, friends, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the We Believe podcast. It's good to be back after such a long time away. Pray that you've been blessed and uh, that you've been reminded God's Word is a, a beacon and a light to help us navigate through these difficult days that we're in. God bless you, and until next time, we believe.